We saw the market rally just a little bit after taking a massive shit. And now everybody's thinking, this is the bottom. This is it. We found the bottom. The crisis is over. We should see clear skies right ahead. Let me tell you something, guys. I think you forgot what it was like to be in 2008. Or maybe you weren't aware of what was going on in 2008, 2010. So you don't really understand what the bottom really looks like, what it feels like. And worst of it all, what's going to cause this? What's going to cause us getting to that bottom? Well, my name is Alejandro Salomon, and as you guys know, I'm getting too old for this shirt. So I want to tell you exactly what's going to cause this crisis. No bullshit. It's called liquidations. Massive, massive liquidations is going to cause what's coming. A lot of people think that right now we touched the bottom. They just saw some numbers after lots of red. They saw some green and immediately... Because in this market, we became bipolar. Everybody thinks that any good news, we're going to the top. Any bad news, we're going down to the bottom. Even volatility has gotten into our minds, which is the craziest thing about like feelings when you're feeling like when you're going down and when you're going up. These change so fast. I've never seen that before. That's a first. In 2008, it wasn't like that. We were all like, everything is good. Everything is terrible now. Period. It was nothing like this. Right now, this volatility is getting into our heads too. Now, let's talk about the root of the problem and what exactly we're looking at in the macro space, right? Because it's important in how liquidations will kill everything. But before that, I do want to tell you, in 2008, and the reason why I know we're not at the bottom of this, and we'll talk about why this is supposed to be just as big or worse than 2008, right? In 2008, I was working in, in the entertainment industry. I was working in movies. So it's one of those industries that's like recession-proof, right? What happens when everything is going down? People want to be entertained. People want to drink and buy fast food, period. If you've never been in one of these situations, that is your book right there. You don't need to read anything else. I promise you. That's it. Alcohol, entertainment, and fast food. Those things will absolutely blow the fuck up. So... In 2008, while I was doing that, there was a lot of people that came into the industry through me because they were like, I can't find a job. Everything is garbage. I'm, I have no money. Can, first, can you loan me some money? And then can you give me a job? It was like the theme of the 2008s, 2010s. Everybody, everybody I knew was like that. Everybody came to me and said, I need some help. And right now, we're just, we just haven't gotten there. We have not gotten there. 2008, we had a Brazilian dude that had $25 billion or $15 billion. He went to zero overnight in this crisis. You haven't heard stories like that yet. And people are going to say, well, this is not 2008. It's not the same thing. You're right. This is way worse. And let me explain to you why. As you guys know, it's been two years since the pandemic started and we've been dealing with this shit. And what happened with the pandemic was really strange. We saw China immediately, like right off the bat, they closed for three months, they had really severe lockdowns, but then they had an open economy basically for the rest of the time, for two years almost. Maybe they had one or two like shutdowns, but nothing major. It was really nothing compared to what we did in the US and other places in the world, right? So when China did that, right at the beginning of the pandemic, remember, in the US, we pumped our bag. We went in and we gave money to fucking everybody and everything that moved and, and, and basically put it everywhere we could. And the reason why was to help the economy grow. That was the excuse. But in China, they acted really different. Instantly, when we started doing that, what did China do? And people forget about this. They killed their technology companies. They went after Alibaba. They went after um, Tencent. They, wanna, they went after all of these major players and fucking crush them to the ground, like Diddy and all of their stock market. They did. Do you guys not remember that? Like for a full eight months, everybody was like, what the fuck is China doing? Why are they killing their tech companies? And then 
And then China was like, all right, we've had enough with the tech companies. We've killed them already. Let's go after the housing market. Let's go after real estate. And they went in and fucking destroyed the real estate market. They did it. They destroyed the real estate market. And at this point, we were like, <laughs> poor China, dumbasses. They can't even fucking get their shit together, right? So he kept doing that. And then in 2022, China opens uh, the story like this. We're just going to shut down from the world, guys, because we have the Olympics. The winter, oh, so important, these winter Olympics. So we want to make sure that we're shutting down the world uh, uh, away from us. So he shut down for the Olympics. And then after the Olympics, there was the Russian invasion. And then after that, there was COVID again, because apparently China just appeared out of nowhere again. And then another fucking set of lockdowns. What do these lockdowns do per experience here in the United States? What they do is they dramatically increase the speed of a market going down. Or if you print the market going up. So what China is doing effectively is slowing down their economy, but they're not they're not stepping on the brakes. There's no soft landing. There's no like Jerome Powell telling them like, guys, everything's going to be fine. We're going to try a soft landing. China was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking putting the e-brake on that shit. And all of their economies completely destroyed. Look at their numbers on everything. Everything. But smartly, very smartly, if you ask me, they went in into these shutdowns right at the time when the energy crisis started peaking. They also went into a shutdown right at the time when the food crisis started, like big time in, around the world because of the Ukraine conflict, right, with Russia. So China locks its doors and goes, people, you just can't use this energy. They're going to fucking stack up energy and they're going to stack up food from all around the world. They're going to buy from India. They're buying from uh, Russia. Russia is making a killing, by the way. Doing all of this, that's what China did. They are growing the reserves of everything. While in the U.S., we're like, what's going on? Now, the Fed took a different approach. We're doing the exact same thing. Think about it. We pumped the bag to levels that we shouldn't have. China did the same, but immediately realized, fuck, if our coin is too expensive, if our stuff does really well, our economy fucking thrives right now, when everything opens up again, People are not going to come and buy from us because it's expensive. So on top of all the shit that China's done, they went on and killed their money too. They were like, well, you know what would be great? If we just depreciate our coin, Pfft, let it all down. And in the U.S., we're doing it the other way. And this is the problem. Before I jump into the other side, I want you guys to really pay attention to this. We are deglobalizing the world. We are separating blocks of the world from each other. If you can't see this yet, you need to pay more attention and you need to understand what's going on. China is going back to the Great Wall of China times. That means they're just going to be inclusive and they don't want anybody out there. Except this time around, they're doing great work in Africa, basically holding Africa, uh, giving them their money, building them schools. Because the U.S. likes to go into other countries where I'm going to protect you. And then they bump the fuck out of you. They put you in mega debt, all that stuff. Like we Afghanistan, all that stuff. They go to wars. China doesn't do that. China goes into Africa and goes, if I just give you my money, you're going to owe me my money back plus interest. And I'm going to own you forever. So that's the approach that China does. And also it's way better looked at around the world. People go like, oh, this is nice. It's Chinese people giving us some fucking money instead of like, oh, we are getting guns and bombed. It's, it's a different approach that they have. So China went on and basically bought Africa, 
China, with this whole pro like uh, in this whole conflict with Ukraine and Russia, they've destabilized Europe. Now Europe is the U.S.'s brother, but the little brother, and the U.S. is the brother that's a bully. And the brother that's a bully is going like, oh, they're, they're beating the fuck out of you in school? I'm going to go beat the shit out of them tomorrow. He goes and beats them tomorrow. But you know that as soon as you're going to get home, that asshole is still going to bully you too. So now people are like, even the Saudis, they don't want to come down with their oil prices and make more. Like the Saudis are like, I don't know anymore. I do not know. So now, if you're thinking this deglobalization is just a coincidence in the world that's more connected than ever, it's because you're on fucking crack and you're not paying attention to anything. China is leaving the world and making their own bubble. This is fucking clear as day now. And now the problem that the U.S. has and the reason why we're destroying our economy is we have to do what China did by applying the brake, but we're doing it slowly. Because we think that slowly we're just going to break one thing and that that one thing is going to cause like a, you know, a crisis, but not a big crisis. But the problem is the personal self-interest that we have invested in this country and that the people that run it have. While the U.S. is trying to do everything to bring their values down as far as coins, inflation, and everything, China already did that fucking hard as shit. And in the U.S., we also have the people that need to make their money. We have the people that are like, yes, we care about the dollar, but what about all of my money? Like, that's cool. The dollar's cool, but I also need my money. And those people are the ones that are going to cost this. Those are these financial institutions. That's the people in Washington. Right now, look at them. They're selling you on the same crap that they sold you before. And that was, it's just a different thing. It's just a different, basically it's the same cereal with a different box and a different, you know, little thing inside of the box. They sold you on misinformation, misinformation. Look at those guys misinforming you, misinforming you. We're going to create some, some things to regulate this thing and make sure that you're not misinformed. They do that and instantly they start disinforming you. They start giving you all this misinformation. They start saying that shit that's true is false, etc. So clearly, clearly, this country is abusing their citizens, right? I'm not going to be the, the husband that walks into his house and sees his wife fucking a black guy and goes like, honey, do you still love me? And she goes, honey, it was an accident. It was a 12-inch accident. I swear to God, trust me. I love you. And even though you're looking at her getting fucked, you're like, yeah, it was an accident. And then again, two days later, two weeks later, you walk in and she's with two other black guys. Honey, what happened? We talked about this. Well, I love you so much. The actions tell you completely otherwise than what she's saying. Now, this is the same thing. They're fucking you in the same, th in the same way. They implant the fear. And then they tell you, we'll take care of you so that it doesn't happen to you. Now, what's the example here? The example is really simple. They're going after all these crypto exchanges right now and going like, you see, those stable coins were evil. Those crypto exchanges are evil. We need to regulate them to protect the customer. They're not coming out and saying that. They're not coming out and saying that. Guess who the fuck is the one destabilizing the crypto market too, along with everything else and closing literally themselves saying it out loud, like the, the Fed's coming out and saying, we're, we're draining liquidity of the markets. We're draining liquidity of the, what do you think that means? 
So now I need you to understand that the United States is in the middle of something very, very, very foreign to them, losing that massive control over the monetary system worldwide. And the reason why is simple. And the evidence is there. You go look at Russia, look at China, look at fucking Ireland, look at all these different countries stacking up gold like crazy. They haven't stacked gold in a long time. Number one, look at the price of gold. Countries bought all of the fucking gold that's floating around, right? And the price of gold still whatever. Let's not, let's not get into that. Gold, this is why I don't believe in gold. The gold is completely at, like manipulated in a fucking tool of war in a monetary tool for also strangling. It's a fucking terrible thing. Governments have used it over and over again against us. When we have it, they take it away from us nonstop. And then they say, we're going to use this as another currency. And then they fucking depeg it and again, do the same thing. So gold is their, their fool's gold, if you will, right? That's how they get you. So gold has been stacked up by all these countries, except the U.S. The U.S. actually has less gold than before. All of these other countries have more. Now, what did Russia do when the U.S. expelled Russia out of the SWIFT system? They went in and pegged their currency to gold and their, their currency has been performing delightfully, right? We've seen the ruble just fucking go up because it's simple. Everybody, every, every fucking idiot thinks, oh, there's this value of gold, so with that, I'm safe. Awesome. So based on a very stupid principle, what's happening around the world is all these countries that are stacking gold are A, either going to peg it to their own coin and come out with a different alternative to everything else, just like the ruble did, or B, Russia and that entire block is going to come out with an alternative coin backed up by gold because they understand no one trusts them. No one. And with that, they can create another currency that, you know, I'm not saying this is going to happen tomorrow. This is going to happen years down the road for sure. But there's alternatives right there. There's the digital one already right? And now there's Bitcoin too and crypto. So the U.S. has realized, all right, all right, for real this time around, we are going to lose the, 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 the world coin. We're not going to be that money anymore. So what are we going to do to hedge our bets? And normally, like what had to happen, and I talked to you guys about this, if the U.S. wants a really healthy economy, we need to do this crash for like four or five years. Kind of like what China is doing, but we don't need to fucking lock us in, like, just keep it going for like three, four years. What's going to come from this is they are clearly targeting crypto right now, crypto exchanges, because they're the easiest. The reason why Celsius and all this stuff is happening is crypto exchanges don't have the same regulation as banks. And by regulation, I mean limits. So a crypto exchange can be pulling money from here, from there, from there, and have this collateral and that collateral, and they make up the rules. The banks don't. The banks have co collapsed a billion times because of this. And we keep bailing them out, though. We keep bailing them out. No problem with the bank. No problem. The bank is cool. It might have all these problems, but it's cool. We keep bailing them out. Now they're doing the same thing with crypto. They're going for all of the exchanges, and they're trying to fucking attack um, uh, stable coins, number one. That is the biggest danger to the United States. People not having their money in their money, but rather on a stable coin. Clearly, we're seeing them attacking that and making a big deal out of that. Then two, exchanges. I want you guys to understand that what's going on with Lunaterra, just the tip of the iceberg, what's going on with Celsius right now 
just the tip of the iceberg. Now there's another exchange. I believe it's called 3AC. I'm not entirely sure. I, I am like dyslexic sometimes. Um, that's also in the same brink of bankruptcy, lack of liquidity. And now people are going to say, well, that's a crypto problem, Alejandro. Who the fuck do you think funded all these crypto uh, uh, funds and exchanges and everything? Who? Traditional finance, baby. Traditional fucking finance did that. It's not like a bunch of people that get together and they're hippies and, and they love these. It's, it's gigantic funds. I'm not saying Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a different thing, completely different thing, but it's still under attack right now because it's the most powerful uh, uh, threat to every single monetary system around the world. I've said this before. Now we're seeing it. So what exactly is going to happen? What we're going to see is these exchanges basically be the catalyst of all these liquidations. And when all these liquidations take place and we get to one, because remember, it's not like Celsius only goes down and then, all right, that's it, no problem. Celsius has Bitcoin as collateral. They have these other token as collateral. They have these things that they borrow from other places. And it's going to start affecting all of them. But then we're going to hear about a massive fund that you or a bank or an institution that you thought this would never, ever come down. And it will fucking come down. We'll know when we've hit the bottom, when you see like a name that you never thought could collapse, collapse. That's what happened in 2008, many times over. It's the same thing that's going to happen right now. We saw it in China. China's doing everything they can and have been doing it for two years, aggressively destroying their economy. We just started. We just fucking got started. There's no soft landing. That's bullshit. Because we can't compete worldwide. We deglobalize our country. What are we going to do? Produce things? We don't do that. And I know what you're thinking. Let's bring some fucking Mexicans and get them visas. They're not going to do that either. They're not. Because you created a problem amongst yourselves. Now, half the people in here hate that idea. And the other half think it's worth it. But as a Mexican, I'd say Mexicans shouldn't come here to work for your uh, minimum wage jobs and then get taxed. That makes no sense. It's, it's different. They shouldn't do that. And they won't. And then you're going to say, well, the U.S. can produce other stuff in the U.S. No, we can't. If we do that, just think about how much a burrito from Taco Bell would cost. Your inflation would fucking spiral to levels that you've never seen before. So then you're going to say, well, we can go to Mexico and have them produce all of our stuff. No, you can't. No, you can't. Because the U.S. also, private interest in the U.S., all the way at the top, people that own the TV networks, people that own the weapon companies, people that own pharma, people that own all of those things, are still in charge and are still calling the shots and are still making money from selling all these guns to all of the cartels in Latam because the governments don't buy your shit. So the U.S., in their short-term sighted mind, because clearly they're getting played by the short-term against the long-term that China plays, there is no exit. The day we touch bottom here is the day that we're going to see, like, you're going to see your friends, yourself, or probably anybody around your circle going like, dude, I am fucking broke. Like, I don't have anything. Can you help me? That's the bottom we're looking for in this downturn. Jerome Powell can come out and say this. No one can come out and say, hey, guys, we're kind of on a checkmate and still playing for some reason. We're fucked. Right now, the U.S. is going to try everything they have to destroy the economy to a level that it's unrecognizable so that we can 
continue living in the world that we live in today. But that world doesn't exist anymore. It's not the same. It is not the same. This is not a bear market. This is not a, 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 what do they call it? This is not just a recession. The word recession got fucking burnt in 2020. That was not a real recession. In 2020, we shut down the world and we gave everybody money. No one went hungry. No one anything. We are in an energy crisis, in the middle of a food crisis that haven't peaked at all. And now you have the U.S. government absolutely intending to destroy all of its economy because they have to. Because they're in a hole that they can't get out of themselves, right? So what do you think? You think this is the end of the bear market and now we're going to go out and like, no. No, 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 no. And again, again, this is not for the benefit of the middle class and like what the Fed's saying, Jerome Powell's coming out and saying like, we're doing this for the American people. We want to make sure that wages and all of these things, they're grabbing indicators that are completely wrong based on the time and the data that they're trying to pull. And they're doing that so they can absolutely do what they're doing. People think the Fed's going to stop with the interest rate hikes. They can't. They actually can't. They are. And I used to be those people that said, why would you do this? You're too selfish to do this. Although the right thing to do is this. They're going in the right thing to do, not because they're good people. Not because finally the Fed decided to do the right thing. It's because we have no choice. Because China has grown too powerful and because they've excluded us of their plans. And we know that. We know that. That's a huge problem. Huge problem. Huge problem. Especially for a place that doesn't make anything. We are a warehouse. Things come and then we ship them and we sell them. That's how we keep it cheap. China's doing that. China's keeping all of their shit cheap so that they can open back and sell to anyone they want to. But what if they don't want to sell to us again? What if they go, I don't think so, U.S. And little by little, they're stopping their importing of dollars, right? Because how you import dollars into China is by buying their stuff. But China's selling less stuff to us right now because of all these problems, all of these lockdowns. And, and if you think the lockdowns in China are over right now, mm -mm. they're going to do those as many times as they need to in order to accomplish what they're trying to accomplish. This is why we can't come out of this. The war started a long time ago. It was a cold war. We said it a long time. But it's escalated now into a monetary war. Then a deglobalization type of scenario where it's you keep that, I keep this. So what we're seeing is a complete reset of the economy worldwide. The reason why the Fed and the reason why the markets are tanking, and again, it's absolutely as fake as the bubble that they caused. Because it's all man-made. None of this happened out of nowhere. In 2008, in 2008, shed broke because we abused the system to the point where it broke and people didn't understand and it would just cascade it through everything. Right now, they're trying to avoid that by doing that. And they have to break the system for everything to cool down to a point where, again, you're noticing China, they lock them up. No, you can't use gas. You can't eat. They buy reserves, 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 and they keep doing it. They're doing what they're doing to us, but at a much higher rate and a fucking more intense one. Go read about it. We are doing the same thing, but we don't have the fucking balls to put the brake all the way in. Why? Because last time 
Before we gave people money, they burnt half the country because they saw a black guy getting killed on TV. That's it. You had him that pissed off and without money and lockdown that people went out and burnt half the country. Then, oh, here you go. Here's money. We're back to our good old ways. Ah, kill as many fucking kids as needed. No problem. The problem here is we're checkmate. We're, we're done. We're done. And how is the U.S. going to come out of this? It's going to be interesting. It's not going to be the same thing anymore. Not at all. And I'm sorry to be pessimistic. This is not a bear market. This is not just like a, a little recession. This is a fucking crisis. Three crises hitting up at once. Food, energy, and now financial. Right? And when the financial one really gets settled, along with the food crisis, because it doesn't matter what you do to interest rates. It doesn't matter what you, do, what you do to prices. Food prices won't come down because people need to eat. And the demand for food will always exist on the principle that people need to eat. And those prices will continue to be, go up because people need to eat. And unless people start dying, because remember, people just can't make more money out of nowhere. They can't. When people start starving and all that stuff, we'll understand the, the severity of this thing. When people go outside on the street, like they're doing in different countries, and protesting and literally almost burning their country because they can't eat. What's the fuck out? Um, what's up, my dude? Uh, when do you think is the, it's a good time to buy a house? First time home buyer. I would wait, Heno. I wouldn't go in, in into a housing market right now at all. Like what they're trying to do and what they're doing effectively right now is not even close to being done. It's not even close to being done. If we saw 2008, just a little bit of the financial like uh, uh, repercussions that we saw compared to now, you haven't even gotten to the bottom. You want to buy the house when the Fed changes their interest rate policy and you see them go like, all right, we're going to lower interest rates. That's when you buy a house. Historically, that's when houses have been the cheapest along with the greatest rate to buy before they blow up. It's simple to understand. I'm going to make everything cheaper so now more people will buy it. Right now, they're making everything more expensive, even though it looks like they're coming down in price. Remember, the bank's still making the money on your house. So technically, the house is still the same price one way or another. Until there is a change from the Fed, they pivot and they change it and switch it. Watch the fuck out. You should watch the fuck out. Do not buy anything right now. Nothing. You have cash? Keep your cash. Even though it's depreciating at 20% plus whatever a year, Everything else is depreciating that plus whatever their percentage. So watch the fuck out. Um, and starting businesses, unless you're creating a digital business, it's going to be a hard time to start a business right now. Although old businesses will collapse, new opportunities will come. It's just right now we're actively draining people's money out of their bank account. It's kind of hard to go in and try to sell something right now. So watch out. That's all I'm going to say. I'm getting too old for this shirt.